So Graham, why would you want to stop drinking uh, coffee, the the one one of the few drinks which you you enjoy in this world? Well, I guess uh, to get to the answer, it all kind of starts with hating yourself a little bit. animated and that is faux animation because I am not animated at all. I've had a long week. I am very tired. I have had a headache for eight days now. And all of this essentially stems from the fact that I cut caffeine out of my diet. And as as you may know from being on a previous podcast, that, that that's what I've done. I've, I've removed ca- caffeine from my diet. Now, that may seem like a small thing to a lot of people, but my caffeine intake was quite high. Um, it was six to eight cups of coffee a day, on average. Uh, there were quite a few days where I would increase that, um, and I mean, those days where I go went, went with less than that. But most, most part, there was at least six cups of coffee in my diet a day. Now, the reason I could out wasn't a health reason. It wasn't because I was drinking so much caffeine. I never minded drinking so much caffeine because I really enjoy the taste of coffee. I enjoy the taste of coffee, and I, I enjoy the taste of tea and, and caffeinated food. The only thing I don't drink is energy drinks, I, mainly just because I don't need the sugar. I'm quite sensitive to sugar, uh, which is surprising, because I'm not that sensitive to caffeine. Uh, or at least uh, I wasn't. But why would I do it? This is the question which a lot of people are asking me, because, mainly because, within what must have been eight hours, or something to that effect, I had a migraine from lack of caffeine in my body. Uh, I stopped drinking it at midnight on February 1st. Is that right? Midnight on February 1st? Oh, it'd be, it'd be, whatever, there was the start of February 1st. Um, and I was fine. Went home, went to bed. The next day I was okay. I had a headache. And then I just developed throughout the day into a massive migraine to the point where I ended up being sick and passing out. Fun times, uh, wouldn't recommend them. But you know that that kind of I figured that I was expecting a migraine. I was expecting something to take me down. However, this migraine persisted into Saturday, Friday, Saturday, um, and then yeah, I've just had what I, what I refer to in the migraine world as aftershocks uh, <laughs> for the last week or so, where I've had a headache every single day, and I'm so tired. All I want to do is drink a cup of coffee, and I can't, because I'm not lying to myself. Um, so I've been through all this. It's been eight days. Almost eight days. You may notice the orange juice in my hand. Um, which, yeah, that's, it just doesn't just doesn't cut it, really. And now I'm, not, I'm trying not to drink decaf products, either, because I kind of feel like that's cheating, the rule. And I'm only doing this for a month. I'm doing this... Through February, pick the shortest month because that's the nicest thing I could do for myself in this situation. Obviously, I've been through all this. So, friends and family have asked me why. Why would I do this to myself? Why would I restrict myself from having something I enjoy? And why would I put myself through something which I knew was going to be hard to do like this? Like, Cutting caffeine is, for me, is hard because it's a regular part of my day. It's not even so much kind of the caffeine side of it. It's the comfort level side of it. It's part of my routine. 
I've been doing it since I was 16. I've had a cup of coffee at least every day since I was 16. I'm 28. Right? That's a, that's a long time to have one specific beverage be every part of your day. So, to remove that is to remove part of your life. I, in a morning, to go through my daily routine, in a morning I wake up and I have two cups of coffee. That, that was the routine. Wake up, two cups of coffee in bed, and then I get out of bed and I'm ready for the day. I was awake. I felt great. Well, not great, but, you know, mental health. But I felt good. Um, and then... Yeah, I'd be good for the day. I, and it was comforting because I could sit, I could relax, I'd have this cup of coffee. It was warm, tasty, something to have in bed. Now that's gone. So now I wake up and I think, what is the point of getting out of bed? I have a drink next to my bed. It's a cold drink. It's there. Um... And I'm, I'm no push, no push, and I'm, I'm tired, so I stay in bed, and and that kind of creates this weird cycle, which I'm trying to break. I know it's only been a week, so I'm trying to trying to break it fast. Um, but again, I'm, I'm I'm pushing myself to do something when I could just stay in bed. There was no reason for me to get up today apart from to do this, um, and it, it just kind of becomes this cycle of me trying to force myself to do things. Which you know, I, I I seem to do quite a lot, and and it, it's this this rollback of of slightly masochistic behaviour, and and having discussed it with a lot of friends uh, recently, there is a sensation that I, I may be slightly masochistic. Now, let's discuss masochism slightly. So masochism, you automatically think of as sexual. Now, this is not sexual in any way, shape, or form. I do not have a sexual bone in my body when it comes to this. Um, bad choice of words. We think of being tortured. Well, not tortured, uh, but punished. You know, the whole BDSM, uh, sadomasochistic relationship, being abused uh, in, in, a, in a sexual way, um, having a mistress, a dominatrix even, um, and that's what we generally think of in terms of masochism. However, there's a lot of there's a lot of other terms because masochism is kind of a catch-all term. I looked up; um, it's named simply just because of the the guy who who found it or who labelled the term, coined the term, and 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 the whole idea of of putting yourself through something strenuous and getting that feeling at the end of it. Of yes, you know. And and for a lot of people, sadomasochism is is about loss of control. And 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 being vulnerable when in, when they generally can be vulnerable. There's a whole range of business uh, people who really indulge in it because they spend all of their days in high pressure situations, being very strong, very confident, and then in a situation where they aren't, where they are in control. So they they you know they get themselves an matrix and balance that out a little bit. It gives them that little thrill. But with me, I've never really had that. I've never been in a situation where I have to be full on at least I don't think I have if I have it's been completely lost to me um, I'm naturally a problem solver so maybe that's something to do with it but I think my own personal push of doing things I've done this before and I've done this hundreds of times 
Well, not the caffeine thing, but uh, little things. Like, I, I ate vegetarian for a couple of months just because I wanted to see if I could, so I restricted my diet. I did a, a 365 where I took a photo every day, and it became a challenge because you, you, you have to find a subject and take a photo every day. I did a drawing challenge where I had to do a drawing every day for a year. And it does take something out of you. It, it eats up a bit of time, um, energy, effort, and it is a challenge. And at the end of it, you know, you come out of it. I don't... It's weird. I never feel like I achieved anything with those things, which is maybe strange to say. Oh yeah, um, I mean, I did them. They were projects that done. I, I've catalogued them, but I never feel like I achieved. Anything. And that's something which I've always had in life: is is not feeling like I achieve anything, regardless of, of the success I have. Um, it's just a general. Malaise. It'll never. Nothing. Nothing will ever be enough. That's. In a way, that's why I don't chase success. How a lot of people do, because I know nothing will ever be enough. So. Having that balance, you you kind of find what makes you. You know what makes you ticks. What keeps you productive. Well, back to the point. I think having a little masochistic side of yourself is good. Because essentially all I see it as is, is challenging yourself. Is you find something you have or something you struggle with and you decide to, to challenge yourself on that point within your life. And by doing that, you gain slightly more control over your life. I had a, a thought the other day which was, it seems very lonely as a thought, but and it, it wouldn't entirely work, but it would be something along the lines of never have anything in your life that you're not willing to lose. And that may seem like a very trivial way to make it through life. You never make any deep connections, and I agree. Um, but when it comes to stuff like food and objects, it, it's completely true. You know, you, you shouldn't have anything particularly in your life which you would give everything for if it's just an object or a food. Because they're just products. You know? I have sentimental things, which, yes, I'd be sad to lose. But in the end, losing them wouldn't be the end of the world. Because they're just objects. They're just products. And, yeah, I think... I don't know. We can go deeper on this if we wanted to. I wonder if other people have this. Because... It does seem like I do this more often than not to myself, where I find something and I think, yeah, you know, I should, I should try and do that. I, I, and yet, with, with exercise and diet, it never works. I know diet, diet. I mean, I don't, I don't find it hard to eat, right? That's the thing. Exercise. That's that's a whole other thing because there's a whole other level of, of effort which is involved. It's not just mental; it's physical, and physical is just something which I, I don't really do. This is a mental challenge. Sure, I'll do that. Why not? I, I can push myself to do that. And I never feel... I mean, I've failed a few times. I tried my drawing challenge um, a couple of times before and I didn't make it. I just stopped doing them. And I didn't feel particularly bad for stopping. I just knew at some point I would be doing it again. To keep going. To keep challenging myself. To you know, keep pushing myself. And put myself through that turmoil, and and I think that maybe that's the thing with like the drawing challenge or the photography challenges. Whilst they were challenges, they weren't 
were things which took me down. They weren't things which really drained my resources because they were things which I could kind of slide into life. Whereas this one really knocked me for six. Um, and it, you know, it shook me a little bit to go, well, damn, I, I should probably, yeah, think about what I'm doing. And yeah, but I think, I think in a way, I think our culture manifests this kind of behavior. We wonder why people are adrenaline junkies and why people get caught on substance abuse and and find things which would damage them and go right to the edge and go, oh wow, yeah, I should, I should, I should totally do that, you know, oh, eating Tide Pods, oh yeah, that's a great idea. And you wonder why we do it, and and I wonder why we do it, and I, I my theory on myself is that. Really, in my own life, I never feel like I'm achieving. Because regardless of what you achieve, it's, it's all fairly simple. It's all fairly non, non-strenuous on the body um, and the mind. So I search for something to make me feel like I'm achieving. And it's and the way to do that within a life which is fairly fairly rudimentary, fairly neutral, as is modern culture, is that we've made quite a comfortable life and we, we sit and we can do and we can, you know, everything's kind of handed to us. There's a, there's a system in place for everything, foods at the supermarket, you live in a home and and, and et cetera, et cetera. So everything's quite comfortable. So the way to for me to do that is to put a restraint on myself to restrict part of that that modern life. And therefore, life becomes slightly more struggle, and you have to push through it, and it becomes more worthwhile in a way. It's trying to find achievement in a life which offers no achievement. It's you know, it's it's punishing yourself because it's punishing yourself because you you don't feel like you deserve the life you have. To put it in a very Uh, narcissistic way, I guess. Maybe that's something that has to do with self-esteem. But I don't know. This is just what I do, and this is this is how I do it. So, killing caffeine from my diet has, in a way, it's opened up like my eyes a little bit more to myself, more than in the past, and and maybe that's a good thing. I didn't expect it to. Certainly not. And that's been interesting because generally I expected it to... I expected the headache and I expected to deal with the headache, but I'm prone to migraines anyway. So I expected the, the that reaction. I did not respect... <laughs> accept... Uh, did not expect the massive amount of other side effects which come with caffeine addiction. Um, but I did not expect to be looking at my life in the way which I have been for the past week. And and staring at it and saying, oh, well, you don't really do anything, Graham, do you? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I could get that on a t-shirt. That could be something which I... I mean, that's something I tell people quite a lot, is I don't do anything. But, yeah. Um, to, to, to delve into, uh, just quickly, the caffeine withdrawal symptoms of what I've been through in eight days. 
I would like to refer to a website which I found. Um, and there's not much on this which I haven't had within eight days. So going from a high-functioning caffeine addict to someone without caffeine, it is... Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a website I found which has got 15 symptoms of withdrawal. And I, I mean... If you do if you do drink the amount which I drank every day and have been doing for a fair few years in a way I would I wouldn't recommend stopping cold turkey as I have done. I would recommend weaning yourself off. However, if you are much like me and enjoy that feeling of catharsis which comes from suffering I'd recommend doing it because the symptoms. Okay, so, all right. So day one, as I said, I had a migraine. Migraine, fully expected. Vomiting, did not expect, but kind of expected because I have uh, I have had that with migraines before, where you get nauseous because your temperature peaks and you become dizzy and your head just kind of goes. So that that was kind of that, and it, it sits behind the eyes usually, and then lives in the front of your head. And it is currently living in the front of my head. It's been eight days. I keep saying it's been eight days because I keep counting them. But there's not been a single day where I've woken up and thought, you know what, I don't want a cup of coffee. Because every day I wake up and think, I want a cup of coffee. God damn, I want a cup of coffee. Okay, two, sleepiness. Sleepiness, fine. This isn't just normal tiredness. This is, this was, this was again, day one of, of trying to live out, going to work. I, I came home from work because I was, I was that ill. Um, could not could not stay awake. Eyes were dropping. Literally dropping at my desk. Irritability. Apparently I'm a little bit meaner without caffeine. I don't think I am. But I don't see myself as particularly mean in my day-to-day life, so maybe I'm just like everyone else. Um, lethargy. You know. That's 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 kind of coupled with the whole sleepiness. I've had a lot of lethargy in this week. I have not wanted to get out of bed. I have missed alarms so many times. I mean, I'm, I'm out of bed today because I had to do this. And I have a haircut to come. But part of me was set thinking, I could do this tomorrow. Even though I couldn't do this tomorrow because it, it gets uploaded tomorrow. I'm thinking, oh, yeah. Constipation. Yeah, that's a real thing. I kind of expected that one too. Um, but maybe not as long as it did. Uh, I need to buy some bran. Sean, bring me some bran. Um, depression. Yep. Got a... We'll throw that one out a little bit. So, caffeine itself is a depressant. And this may explain my mood and my general general angst within this video. You know, hoodie and, uh, and, and, and cool t-shirt. Um, so, yeah, caffeine is a, is a depressant. It's something which I've not noticed, and I've never noticed really about drinking caffeine, because caffeine, being an addiction, um, always made me feel good, always made me feel better. It felt comforting. In moments of depression, I turned to coffee. In moments of sadness, I used coffee as a as a comfort, as as a as a, um, as a little thing to get me through that moment. If I'm having a bad day, I make a cup of coffee and I sit and I chill out, and that's. And that's a huge thing for me, and I've not had that this week. So while suffering and my mood gradually deteriorating throughout the week, I have not had that. So, yeah, 
depression is, 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 a, is a thing. This one confused me. Muscle pain, stiffness, and cramping. On Saturday, I... Well, Friday night, my legs started hurting. And it felt like I'd been running. It felt like I had run a 5K. Because my calves were just on fire. And I could not explain it. Which then led to me having insomnia, being unable to sleep... Um, and then this persisted into Saturday, and I had a bath. I tried to relax my muscles. I added, I added um, like icy hot stuff to my legs, just to try and ease ease the pain. Um, and it it would just not go. They were just cramping every two minutes, and it felt like I was just being weighed down, and and I could not move. And uh, it was so unexpected, and that really lasted through. Um, I think it was Monday, which that that kind of cleared up completely um but that was yeah that was a nice unexpected symptom uh, lack of concentration obviously that's you know you haven't got your caffeine you you're tired you, you're depressed flu-like symptoms this was the second mistake i made so the week prior to giving up caffeine i'd had a cold um and still had symptoms of a cold so stopping drinking caffeine and putting my body through through roughness actually exacerbated those cold symptoms and then that kind of added on um and then last last three four even um obviously oh, oh damn there's an alarm one sec that's my alarm telling me to get up okay yeah the last three um uh, like anxiety brain fog and dizziness so dizziness yeah i get it i got that with the nausea that was that's the kind of thing Brain fog. Brain fog's been a very clear thing for me. Because, I mean, I, I don't think straight as it is in general. I think kind of round about the subject and then I, I come to a solution which just kind of fits me. I can't explain how I think. But this brain fog, yeah, I, I, I can understand it. It is something which, having a coherent thought, I, I, I imagine this podcast will be the, just the most rambly thing imaginable if you've made it to the end of this podcast kudos uh put a comment and tell me because i imagine i have gone all over the place here and and just revealed nothing and everything all about myself but brain fog from caffeine lack i I can completely appreciate because forming a coherent idea has been a real struggle this week Uh, and anxiety so This is kind of a flipped edge for a lot of people because for a lot of people, caffeine causes anxiety. A lot of people who I know who don't drink coffee is because it can cause their heart rate to increase, which they feel makes them feel anxious. And then a few people have panic attacks. And generally, you just just get a little bit on edge about the whole, whole situation. But the flip side of that is that when you stop drinking caffeine, you get that kind of that craving feeling which then gives you anxious feelings and everything starts to kind of dig at you and, and pester you and, 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 and everything becomes a little little bit of a drag on everything else so you just get this this increase of, of you know just anxiousness about everything and then i can yeah have it a little bit a little bit of that this week um so hopefully i mean according to this 
detoxing is no laughing matter. Caffeine withdrawal, caffeine withdrawal is a very unpleasant experience. Tell me about it. The symptoms of withdrawal only last a few days to a week for a light caffeine consumer, but can last two months or more for they've been consuming around a thousand milligrams or more daily. Yay! However, even for the heaviest consumer, the worst symptoms subside after about a week's time. So, it has been a week. I would like my break from headaches. My body hates me. I'm I'm pretty sure I've not been the nicest or most energetic person this week. I apologize for that. Um, I imagine my dopamine levels are going up and down like anybody's business. Um, there is a, a sobering fact in this that even after withdrawal period is over, many still f- never feel quite as good as they do when they're drinking caffeine all the time. Um, and I do have not a distinct fear, but a concern that that may be true for me. I'm going to go back to drinking coffee after the end of February, not to the scale I was, um, trying to draw it back, but I don't think I'll ever feel as good as I did. When I was drinking coffee. And that's kind of a sad fact. That you have something so often. And I guess you can relate that fact to a lot of things. Like leaving a job. uh, Ending a relationship. Is that when your depression kicks in. You you think. There's a chance I'll never be fixed again. Never be normal. Or what I consider normal again. Well, that's kind of sobering. But I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, whether you've tried to put yourself things through these things like this. Do you exhibit masochistic behavior? Because apparently I certainly do. And, yeah. Wish me luck. Just one final fact. Next week's podcast, I've got Zach coming on. That podcast was recorded in January. So I shall be drinking coffee in that video. And it will look like happier times. So don't have a go, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you guys later.